Good morning, Denny. How are you? Morning, Jesse. I was listening um, 5.30 this morning, and <laughs> normally that's when you guys are gibbering and, you know, just talking absolute rot and rubbish, and there you were in a heavy debate about the season length. It was, you know, was unlike us too, enough. Denny. I think it's just one of those things, you know, where you haven't quite found your rhythm early. You feel like a bowler, you know, you're spraying them left and right. And you just can't get it on that length. <laughs> and what about you accusing, was it you accusing Mido of folding? Or? Oh, yeah, he folded easily. Well, I had to get I put the, the pres- break. I put the pressure on you. There is a time limit to these segments, you know. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, you'd be no good. You'd be no good under pressure. It was a Manila effort, the Manila folder. It was. He just folded well, I very meekly. I stood my ground. <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you think, though, Denny? Oh, look, you look at the NFL, right? And I know you're a big fan of that, you know. Um, their season's short, isn't it? 17 games plus the playoffs. Yeah. And it's every game. They've just extended by a season, by one, by one round. Yeah. And it feels a bit blockbusterish, doesn't it? The way, look, but there are demands from broadcasters and content and all that jazz. I, yeah, personally, it'd be great to see a a shorter season, uh, unless you can play each other twice. It's a very difficult way to get a fair draw um, and maybe have a bigger rep season. You know, that's that's got some appeal to me. But, you know, I think that broadcasters, of course, I work for nine, will want more content uh, for their dollars. So um, that's going to be, that's the hard part right there. Danny, what would be the, the difference in regards to viewership, say Australia versus New Zealand, instead of West Tigers v. the Dragons? Yeah, so, I, I, I couldn't give you an exact part, but I mean, like... I like, are you still getting the same people? What, like, if, so if, you, if, you, if we went back to actually prioritising international footy, for example, yeah, are they still not going to get bums on seats at the game and people watching on TV? Well, they get more, probably. Yeah, so... They get more. But, uh, I mean, but are the clubs going thing. to allow their players, Danny, to walk away from less club games and allow them to play more rep games? And are they going to want to pay them? Yes. Well, yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. There's issues everywhere. Puppy use the West Tigers as, as an example. Probably, probably not the best example for people who want to watch a game of footy. <laughs> not at the moment. Are you on the board yet? <laughs> oh, Could you imagine? Seriously. Oh. <laughs> He'd be it's in the a, fetal. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've made some terrible decisions in my life. I've made a few good ones, and I reckon saying no to that might have been a good one. Mate, poor old Noddy <laughs> sitting there by himself in the box. They've Mate. all abandoned him. I'd like to see you up there next to him. No, yeah, I can't help. Support. If I could help, I would be there. Just moral support, puppy. Oh, I'm there. I'm, I'm, well, I'm a magpie through and through. Oh, I don't know if you can say that either. Hey. I'm a magpie through and through. <laughs> so I'm there to help any way I can. You all the tigers, pup. Well, I don't, I'm, don't worry. I'm a West Tiger now. But I'm a magpie. He could so feel, if I can help, I'm here. You but I'm not for, on the board. For Brett Kamali. Like, talk about being uh, handed a hospital pass. I can't believe Laws didn't have him in his coach of the year. <laughs> Top five. He's still a chance. You don't have to make the grand final to be coach of the year. So Kamali's still a chance. If we can win the next two rounds, lock, lock hey, him in. Hey, Pup, while you're away, did you know uh, Tim Sheen's had lunch with Loz? Doesn't surprise me. I, I can see Loz at the Tigers, actually. I can see him have playing a part there. Out of him? Have you found out whether there was more? No, I haven't questioned. I didn't know that. But now that you've told me, <laughs> leave that with me. I will dig as far as I can dig. You are a good prober. <laughs> oh, he's a prober. He's very good at probing, the kid. Uh, <laughs> I want to find out what's going on. How can we get better? Now, your story last night, you spoke to Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, look, um, Latrell's seems to be in a really good spot at the moment. Um, 
he's changed his uh, his name. You know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but he calls himself Trell Mitt. I don't know. I, I think Pup could go down that way. <laughs> he calls himself what? Pup C. Oh, Pup C. <laughs> he's changed his name. He's got T-shirts with, with a branding of Trell Mitt. Um, it even says on his Instagram there's a trademark to all this, but I don't think there actually that's happened as yet. But um, he, he asked him about his secret to his playing what? good footy, and he says, just Trell Mitt. And, um, look, he just seems happy. He seems like a really... Uh, like he's enjoying his footy. Uh, he's got his uh, life really together off the field. I think that American trip did a lot for him mentally and physically. I guess South's really showed how much they value him and love him as a footballer. And uh, the interesting thing is now, guys, that negotiations are, you know, South's pretty hot to try on trying to get Latrell and Cody Walker to both commit uh, to longer-term deals. Uh, I spoke to both of them yesterday and they gave me the uh, we're leaving that to our manager uh, answer. So that's interesting. But I think that it feels like uh, that's their home. Uh, it feels like home for both those players. Although, How strong is the pulling power of Wayne Bennett? Because I, I sort of read, boring. Denny, that he sort of would love to get both of them up there. Well, look, yeah, he'd love to get anyone up there at the moment. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might get a start. Get a, get a call up. <laughs> you can't look, you're not coaching the Tigers. Uh, I can uh, only take my thermos skin. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I think that Wayne would have appeal to those uh, those guys. But I mean, South just feels like uh, a really good fit for both those players. Uh, I think they will prioritise them in, in their, in their uh, cap and uh, also off the cap. I mean, I think that you know, they've got a lot of appeal to the, the entire South Sydney brand. So uh, I'd, I'd like to see both those players stay with South and uh, continue uh, building that club up um, and, you know, hopefully put it, pushing them towards another title in, in years to come, in the next couple of years. Mido mentioned this earlier this morning, Denny, about Matt Lodge's future and the possibility of him being long-term there at the Roosters. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, look, I, I was one of the sceptics when it came to Matt Lodge. I, I was wondering whether his character would fit in at the Roosters, and I thought the Roosters were actually um, almost panicking in a way, signing him, uh, but I was wrong. Um, he has been tremendous for that club. Yeah, I, I, I think he's turned them around in a huge way. Um, he's, his uh, speed of play the ball and his toughness and his physical presence uh, it's been a fantastic compliment to what Jared Warrior Hargreaves offers them. Um, and I think that he is, he has been really instrumental. We've got, you've got the obvious stars, you know, the, the Teddies and the Suwalis and those sort of people. But I mean, when it comes to actually, the Roosters actually having punch up the middle, Lodge has been massive, absolutely massive. And now the Roosters, They've got him for around 80 grand now. Uh, he's desperate to stay with the club. Uh, and I think they, they are seriously considering extending his time there because initially it was just going to be a, a short stint. But the feeling I'm getting out of the Roosters is that they could offer him a, you know, 300000 or so to, to play on next year uh, and maybe beyond because he has been good. I think, I think everyone has to acknowledge that. Speaking of staying at the club, what's Ben Hunt going to do, buddy, with this offer from the Dragons? Look, uh, yeah, I found out yesterday that you know everyone thinks that Ben Hunt's been offered around eight fifty, eight seventy five to extend with the Dragons, and 
he has been their best player by the length of the straight. Um, they've actually offered him around seven hundred. Um, I think that's a low ball offer. Uh, I don't know if they're going to up that offer, but I know that other clubs are now aware of this and have been for a few days. Uh, and meetings will start between rival clubs and and Ben Hunt's management to try and take him away from the Dragons because he has been tremendous. Uh, he he is an outstanding player uh, and an outstanding individual. Uh, I'm I'm so impressed with the, the person that Ben Hunt is and the the strength of his character, the way that he has come through so much off the field uh, to to really excel on the field. And one of my favourite moments of the year, um, the only bad title was your Queenslander, was when Ben Hunt was able to have that moment where he uh, he swooped on that Nathan Cleary kick and scored a try in origin, which is a runaway. And that was just a, a really good rugby league moment. And the fact that the Dragons would lowball him is weird, uh, but that club does a lot of strange things when it comes to their recruitment. Their recruitment um, is really questionable. Uh, in fact, their whole money ball policy, uh, where they've tried to pick up cheapies, uh, hasn't worked at all. It's, it's backfired. And then to not really prioritise Ben Hunt um, is weird as well. I mean, Laurie, surely he's, he's a player who they say, OK, look, if you want 850, 900, yeah, sign it up because... You've been good for us. Yeah, and the fact, the other reason, Denny, halfbacks are just so hard to come by. Mm. Good halfbacks are so hard to come by, and they can be the difference between you playing finals and, and not. He just needs a little bit of support around him. I think Ben Hunt, he's got a good young 5'8 there now in a moan. Probably needs a, you know, a few forwards with a bit more speed. Um, but, yeah, you wouldn't be releasing Ben Hunt or letting him go. I think you need to keep him in that system, and you mentioned what's he worth, Lloyd? Uh Well, if you if you look at Nathan Cleary or one point three, um, and you can get Ben Hunt for eight hundred and fifty thousand, I think that's a steal, isn't it? Yeah, I think other clubs will will have definitely have a dip at that level. Yeah, because as you said, there are probably four or five clubs who could use a good, experienced seven, and as you said, they are so rare. They're like. I don't know what's happened there. I don't know why. Like there was when 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 I was growing up, and Laurie, when you were playing, there was there were stacks of halfbacks who were really good, yeah. and you know the the ret battle was on all the time for between you know the Sterlows and the Mortimers and, and these sort of you know yeah, and and it was like there was halfbacks with a you know there was half a dozen really crack ones and a really good ones and like even more. Just nipping at their heels. Yeah, you make a good point there. You're right because if one of those guys had a bad game, the next player could just come straight in. Whereas yeah. today, you have a bad game, you you kept there for a year or two. <laughs> you know, well, there's no sort of pressure player. on them. Your favourite player growing up was Kevin Hastings. Yeah, he couldn't get a run. He couldn't get a start. Like he was an tr- unbelievable player. Yeah. Uh, as tough as anything, and you know he was he was nestled in behind. Some other really good halfbacks, but in another era, he, he surely would have played a lot of top level, you know, like test matches and state football and and those sorts of things. And I've still never recovered from the fact he didn't make the eighty-two kangaroo t- side. Should have made it. He should have made it. Yep. I should think they took it. Mark Murray from Queensland. Then they took Stevie Mortimer, Turvey, and Sturlow should have went, which they did. 
mm. and Turvey. Ah, Horry Hastings should have went that year. Agree. He should Agree. have been on that tour. But anyway, um, talking about another good halfback, now turned coach, Desi Hasler. Am I, I get the feeling that, is he on the outer at Manly? It feels that way, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Look, I, I can't see an obvious replacement either for Des because I think he is the right bloke for that team. But I don't know. The more I keep sort of reading, you'd think that he's not safe. Laurie, um, I've been making a lot of inquiries about Des and where he sits in manly season. Now, the they no one wants to mention the R word, the review. Right, mm. because that's when you know the vultures in the media um, like to jump all over the club and say, "Okay, if you're reviewing the season, that means the coach is in trouble or gone." Yeah. Um, Manly are definitely looking at aspects of their football operations. They're definitely looking at um, their their high performance unit, uh, and I, I've got a feeling there'll be pressure to change that. And they're also looking around who's helping Des in terms of assistance. And I'll be I'll be shocked if we don't see some sort of change in that area. Uh, and that that will not be with Des Hasler's approval. Um, Des is very loyal to his people. Um, Des also likes to run the show, but I think there is a significant shift underway at the moment. Uh, and there's has a contract for next year. I don't think there's a, a massive desire to move him on, but he's under pressure, uh, and the people around him are under pressure, and I think they've, they've got a new CEO um, who obviously has a close relationship with the owners, and he's going to be required to look at what's going on at the club. Now... There is no question that Manly's season nosedived around the time of the jumper situation. No one can deny mm. that. And it's just gone backwards from that point. And, you know, up until that point, they were still going okay. The season wasn't flying, but they were doing pretty well without, you know, Tommy Turbo, who is, I mean, we're not, we're not stating something that people don't know, but he, he is, so important to that club. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's affected them enormously, but there is definite pressure on Dez. And there's a, there's a, a name that keeps bobbing up. I think it's Stephen Hales is his name. I, I don't know a lot about him, um, but he's done lots of work with Blacktown. And, um, you know, I think that his name keeps getting a mention in, in the coaching ranks. And, and that's definitely one to watch. Mm. I can remember a similar story last year, but probably didn't have as much sort of strength around it. But Des was under pressure to change his coaching staff Correct. last year, wasn't he? And all of a sudden, Tom T came back and they went on a run and then that died off pretty quickly. He's a stubborn thing, Des, mm. isn't he? Oh, he uh, is. He, he, he is. He's, he'll do what he wants yep. to do. And he'll, I think, you know, look, the other thing, Laurie, that really um, impacted Des was that press conference... Um, post the the jumper situation, um, where he put the put the blame on management, and rightly so, rightly so, mm. um, and that hasn't gone down 
with management. They, the feeling is pretty firm that he, in some way, threw management under the bus. Um, and they have noted that. And I don't think they've gotten over it. Is Manly since Des returned for the 2019 season, they finished sixth. Then they finished 13th. Then last year, fourth and made a prelim final. And then there's this year. What's the common denominator out of his four years back, the two years Tom? that Manly have struggled? <laughs> Tom Trebojevic has played seven games in both those seasons. Maybe he should coach him. Oh. <laughs> it is Captain incredible, coach. though. But you know what? That's what... I mean, like, we... Coaches get a really hard time, but they're they're at the mercy of their players, definitely, and injuries and and their recruitment. You know, so you know, a good coach will tell you they need good players. Hundred percent. Look at look at how I mean, how did Wayne go at Newcastle? I can't remember all his results, but they weren't fantastic, were they? Pretty average. Pretty average. Mm. You know, they, a, 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 an average bunch of players can make a, a super coach. You know. Pretty average, so. I loved your column on on Sunday, Denny, when you went into detail about the lengths that Phil Gould went to <laughs> to oh, snare mate. Cameron Serrata. Uh, does the word paranoid come to mind? <laughs> well, you know, you know that um, Gus lives by the motto: "Only the paranoid survive." <laughs> How does that go? Oh, he loves it, Gus, doesn't he? Now, look, there's all sorts of look. They had ten plus meetings. Uh, with Serraldo, um, and you know he pulled pulled it off, Gus, and he's had his critics, and but he's got the man he wanted. What's going to be interesting next is can they get a fullback? Can they get a halfback? Because I, I, I don't think Kyle Flanagan's the long term solution there. And who are they going to put? And when can they re-sign Matt Burt? They're the next challenge for the Bulldogs. And if anyone can produce something out of a hat, it's Gus. I know he's got his critics. I'm not one of them. Um, I think that he's done a tremendous job starting to restructure the way that that football team looks. Um, you know, they've got a, they've got the coach that everybody wanted. Um, so he's doing his job behind the scenes. Now it's going to be, you know... I don't know. I just well, you're excited though of your bulldog support, yeah, aren't you? You, you, like, you, you got plenty of reason to look forward to next year and plenty of excitement. But I, you just look at it and go, "How can we not improve?" And and you're right with a, a fullback or a, or a halfback next year. If they can pick someone up, you, you'd nearly say they're, they're going to be morals to make their top eight or close to it. Aren't yeah. I mean, like, like I, look, they've got it. Got, 2024 is the year. Laurie, when I think we'll see whether the Bulldogs are actually back. I think next year, maybe just continuing a rebuild. Um, yeah, but they've got Reed Marnie and Billy Kickow coming, which are good, and uh, the back row from Canberra. Ryan well. Sutton's like, going there. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player, and that's good signs. The, the big thing, though, is I think 2024 is when they've got their cap freedom, uh, and that's when you're going to see... Gus's magic dust and whether it, it, it's working. Denny, um, appreciate your support of the first half hour of the show, as always. <laughs> Mate, you know I'm up early. I always love it. I love listening to Pup at that hour, especially because he's a bit loosey-goosey. Yeah, yeah. he gives plenty of gold at that time of the morning. Oh, mate, no, that's not, not many that's listeners. The Daily Mail should be listening. <laughs> <laughs> they come on at six. I've got 30 minutes to get it all off my chest. 
Still a one pup. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. Have a great week, Danny. Thank you. See ya.